Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Today uh, we're, we're excited and as promised, we're going to tackle Revelation chapter 12. And I know that it's Christmas season and I guess that, you know, maybe that's one of the reasons why I have to, <laughs> I, I, I was delayed today. Uh, you know, we can all understand, most of you can understand that, you know, in every Christmas season, we, what we do is, uh, you know, we... We hit a lot. <laughs> okay, so by the way, uh, let's uh, move on. Uh, it's uh, Revelation chapter 12, and I. Um, uh, this, re- uh, if you have your Bibles with you, uh, please uh, read it in your own uh, Bible version if you want, because this is very exciting. Because uh, Revelation chapter 12 is a flashback of past history. And the summary of uh, the angelic rebellion in heaven. And at the same time, it, it, uh, to the age from that time, okay, the past, to the age of the patriarchs, still historical. Meaning to say uh, the time of uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know, the age of the fathers. And uh, it also depicts, you know, it is uh, depicting the birth of Christ his ascension and Jesus' resurrection, and not just that, uh, it also okay. It also uh, discuss the the present time and the future events in chronological order. So this is what's interesting with the Revelation chapter twelve. It's like a brief history of the past, and it shows us the two opposing kingdoms in one chapter, okay? So uh, let me remind everyone that uh, if you have not watched our series on the two opposing kingdoms, uh, please do uh, make time, search our page, our site. It's on the description box below. Okay, so you'll see the link uh, in, our, in the description box, uh, link to the two opposing kingdoms. Now, now that is very important. You need some details of uh, the book of Daniel and Revelation because a part of what will be read, mentioned in chapter 12 of Revelation is actually pointing to the book of Daniel, okay? Now, uh, just like I said, this is a flashback of the past history uh, since the time of the rebellion in heaven and then the time of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the uh, choosing of uh, the Hebrew people of Israel. And and then the the hood when, I mean, the, uh, the... the entrance, okay, of the Messiah, and then his resurrection, and then uh, present time, and then future events. So all in one chapter, okay? So again, this is a summary. 
So you have an idea. You're not ignorant of what's happening and what's going to happen next. Okay, so if you're ready, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's read from verse 1. Revelation 12 verse 1 says, A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet. Okay, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. Now, this is symbolic. Uh, okay, let's try to interpret this. The woman clothed with the sun. Okay, in this uh, prophecy, the woman stands for Israel or the Jews. Okay, sun with the moon under her feet. You know, this is very symbolic. I, you know, what I remembered about this is, you know, you remember God chose Israel and then uh, he led them, uh, Moses, and then Joshua. Remember when Joshua said, sun, uh, stand still, uh, moon, uh, I forgot, you know, some, something like that. And they, they had to finish the battle, okay? <laughs> um, things like that. So you see... This woman, Israel, had the, the power to, at that time, to, you know, cause the, the, the planetary uh, orbit or movement to stop. <laughs> because they're busy, you know. And, of course, it was the anointing of the Lord. So, I think uh, there, there's no other nation that, you know, that points to that, to this, except that uh, this is actually the, the the Jewish people and okay it uh, gave us another hint no when it says and a crown of 12 stars on her head referring to the 12 tribes of Israel now in verse 2 it says she was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth okay we know that uh, this she does not uh, point to uh, the, 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 a woman, okay, a specific person, but referring to Israel who gave birth to a king, okay. Uh, verse 3, it says, Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads, ten her horns, okay, seven heads, Okay, we, we understand that the, the number seven, you know, signifies a, a God, you know. It's like uh, exercising a, a God type of power or leadership or governance, okay. So, oh, this is authority, okay. Uh, says, uh, where, where is that? The red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, okay. This is equivalent to the fourth beast. In Daniel chapter 7, that is why uh, uh, Revelation chapter 12 also mentions about the fourth beast, okay? The coming fourth beast, which is the fourth kingdom. So you need to watch the two opposing kingdoms series, okay? Um, where are we? And it says, it has seven heads, ten horns, and seven crowns on its heads. Okay? 
Alright, so uh, verse 4, its tail swept a third of the stars. So re- this is referring to the red dragon, which is the devil, which is Satan, who rebelled against God. And he took with him, okay, or he deceived, okay, uh, angels, okay, one third of heaven, no? Angels who rebelled with Satan against God, the, the, those one third uh, its tail swept a third of the stars of the angels out of the sky and flung them to the earth. Remember what John was uh, seeing at this point is a vision. Okay, he is like watching an open vision. It's like you are in a theater, but this is a 3D theater. It's like he's seeing all of these things. So he's writing. He said. He said, a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed, etc., etc. So, concerning the red dragon, he said that the one-third of the stars, you know, um, his, its tail swept a third of the stars. The dragon stood in front of the woman, now, the woman referring to, to Israel, who was about to give birth, so that it might devour her child, the moment he was born. So, mean to say, the devil was ready to confront. The devil was ready to deal, to devour the child, the moment it was born. And we know who this child is. Okay? Uh, it, uh, verse 5, it says, She gave birth to a son, the woman, or Israel gave birth to a son, a male child. So, this is a person who will rule all the nations with an iron scepter. You see, like I said a while ago, this child was born as king. Again, this child was born as a king. Okay? And her child was notched up to God, to his throne. So right now, this child who was born king, okay, was snatched up, he was ruptured, okay, snatched up, it's rupture, okay. He was snatched up to God and to his throne, meaning to say, he has a throne in heaven, okay. He is enthroned in heaven, meaning to say, he was resurrected, okay. He was resurrected and he was snatched up to God and he's gone. He's no longer here on earth. Now, we know that this is not symbolic, okay. The, the, the vision was symbolic. But we know that it, uh, this, this, uh, this thing came to pass. This thing happened around 2,000 years ago in Israel. Okay, when, when they killed, when they crucified the Lord Jesus Christ on the third day, he rose from the dead. And then after a while, you know, after visiting uh, his disciples, encouraging them, he was taken from them. And the disciples, you know, saw the Lord Jesus Christ, you know. Uh, the Lord took him away and, and you know, uh, they look up and the angel said, hey, why are you look, you're, you're looking up? You know, the same uh, Lord, you know, the, the Messiah uh, the, uh, will return uh, one day. Okay, so that's it. So now, uh, Revelation chapter 12, beginning from verse 1 to verse 5, is a great summary, Okay. Uh, until uh, from the from the rebellion in heaven, Satan rebelled and he took one third of the angels with him. Okay, and then uh, of course uh, the, the twelve tribes of Israel. Okay, so 
concerning the 12 tribes of Israel. So that, that was the time of, of, of uh, Jacob, right? And uh, he had 12 sons, and uh, we have 12 tribes. Now, uh, so uh, verse 1 is from the Old Testament, right? And then uh, up to verse 5, that's the New Testament. <laughs> Whew. So it's kind of, it's um, a great chapter, okay? It's an overview. It's a brief overview. Now, uh, so it says in verse 4, the dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that it might what? Devour her child the moment he was born. Meaning to say the devil was there to devour the Lord Jesus Christ, okay, from the time he was born, was that, is that true? Did that happen? Yes. There was an attempt, you know, uh, to kill uh, the, 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 the child. Remember, uh, the wise man did not return and, and told uh, Herod uh, where the, the child was. And so uh, he was angry and he doesn't want uh, a replacement. So... He ordered that a male child, you know, ages so-and-so, will be killed, should be killed. And they did. So it was during the time of, the same thing with, during the time of Moses, remember? That's why the mother of Moses uh, made a, a basket, you know, and, and allowed it to float in the river, etc. Uh, et so you know the story in the Old Testament. So it's a repetition, right? Uh, the Moses time, no, this, this was Jesus' time. Uh, the, Jesus was, of course, uh, the angel told them to leave Nazareth, and he was kept safe by the Lord. Okay, but a lot of babies were killed during that time. So the devil really, you know, did his best to, you know, try to uh, devour the child the moment it was born. So this is correct. You know, and also when Jesus was um, 40 years old, you know, he fasted, he prayed and fast. And then we know uh, in scriptures, it was written that uh, the devil came to tempt Jesus. And so uh, he would like to repeat what he did in garden in the garden of eden remember adam and eve uh were tempted and the devil was successful at that time right that's why he took the authority from adam at that time so this time he wanted to do the same strategy but he failed because remember, Jesus said, it is written. Man shall not live by It is written. Thou shalt worship the Lord. It is written. So you see, uh, the strategy of the devil did not work with Jesus. Okay? Hallelujah. That is why it says that the, the dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth uh, so that it might devour her child the moment he was born. Now the devil thought that he was successful. When he uh, stirred up everyone, and uh, and um, that led to Jesus' crucifixion. So he thought that you know I could put an end to this uh, redemption uh, thing and healing and miracles and 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 people believing to uh, believing uh, uh, that Jesus is the Messiah. 
So he had the Lord Jesus Christ crucified. But you know what? The great deceiver that time was greatly deceived. <laughs> because he killed someone who was sinless. And, 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 and his, because of his great anger, he did not realize that Jesus was innocent of sin and he cannot keep the Lord Jesus Christ in the grave. Okay? The sin and death, grave, cannot hold the Lord Jesus Christ because he was sinless. That is why the Lord Jesus Christ was our perfect sacrifice. He was our sin offering. If you put your trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your sins will be forgiven and you will be saved. Do you understand that? Now, now if you have questions, you can send us a message. So anyway, so that, that was it. You see? The devil was that the, the the dragon was not successful uh, from the time the, uh, Jesus was born, you know, killing all the male uh, babies and during the temptation, and then even at the crucifixion. Much more with the resurrection, you know, he has no power to stop the Lord Jesus Christ from rising from the dead. And from ascending to heaven and to his throne. So friends, if there is one who has proven himself to conquer sin and death, that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Every, sorry. Everyone who claims to be Messiah, every religion, every founder, you know, like all religions, there is a founder. Okay, there is one who started it. But I tell you, all of them died and did not resurrect from the dead. There is one who started a group, okay? And he's offering forgiveness and salvation. That if you join him, you are sure of resurrection. Why is that? Because he was resurrected from the dead. Only Jesus resurrected from the dead. Remember that. Okay, everyone who claims uh, to be a savior you know all religion they have different gods different names different you know messiah they call messiah but let me tell you this they were all dead and they remain dead never resurrected from the dead there is only one who rose from the dead that's the lord jesus christ that is yeshua ben yusef meaning you say jesus the son of joseph during that time, okay? So, friends, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, to whom shall we run to? Okay? Run to Jesus. Come to Yeshua HaMashiach. Come to Jesus. Because He is the only one who can save you from death, from sin. Okay? He can. That's why the Bible says, He who believes in Him shall, shall have passed that crossed over, okay, uh, from death to life. Why? Because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. That's why he commanded Lazarus to come forth. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And the, the dead man, okay, lived again. Why is that? Because Yeshua, Jesus Christ, is the resurrection and the life. So if you're looking uh, for ways on how to be saved, Okay, there's no other way to be saved 
It is only through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let us continue with our topic. Okay? Verse 5, Jesus was what? Resurrected. Uh, resurrected. And he, was, he ascended on high. He was snatched up to God and to his throne. All right. Now, verse 6 says, The woman fled into the wilderness to a place prepared for her by God, where she might be taken care, for, care of for 1,260 days. Now, listen, ladies and gentlemen. We have a topic called, What's Next? Okay, you can refer to that. And last Sunday, we discussed with you Revelation 11. And 1,260 days was mentioned in chapter 11. And this has, and also linked to this 1,260 days is the what? The third temple. Okay? The temple. There is no temple right now in Jerusalem, but there will be. Because the Bible says there will be a third temple. So you see, uh, the woman, meaning to say, uh, the, 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 the remnant, the, the, the Jewish people fled into the world wilderness. And this event is, is going to happen. Okay? We know that they're waiting for their Messiah. And then when they realized that uh, it was an imposter, it was not the, the true Messiah. Because the imposter will, will betray them after three and a half years. And so we have another three and a half years. But there, there's going to be shakings, and they're going to, you know, the, the Bible says, uh, uh, okay, let me sp uh, summarize this. You, you read Matthew 24, Luke chapter 21, and Mark 13, okay? So I will not explain further, okay, where this verse 6 is pointing to. When is this going to happen? L read Luke 21. You will see that again, this is a, a touch or link to the, 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 the abomination that will cause desolation. Okay? Because uh, it will really provoke God's anger, God's wrath to come. Okay? In the middle of the seven-year tribulation. So remember the seven-year tribulation was divided into two. So that's 1,260 days or, or, or three and a half years. Okay. So, so from verse 5, which is Jesus' resurrection, to verse 6, which is, which is uh, coming. Okay. So meaning to say... Verse 5 was Jesus' resurrection has come to pass already, but verse 6, okay, has not come to pass yet. Not yet, okay? It is set in the middle of the seven-year tribulation. So, so we are uh, somewhere between verses 5 to verse 6, right? So the present time is somewhere between verse 5 and verse 6. And the bridge between verse 5 and verse 6 is what? What we call the third house, the third temple. Okay, so review uh, Revelation 11. That's last week. Let's continue so we can finish this. Uh, verse 7 says, Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. Verse 8, but he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. 
The great dragon was hurled down that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. Wow. So again, uh, the devil was born a failure and... <laughs> And and so much defeat, you know, uh, lined up for him. <laughs> so he's actually born a loser, no? So please uh, don't side with the devil. You know, it may look like he is winning at certain times, but in the end, he he will always lose the battle. So side with the, with God, okay? So do not betray the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's uh, continue. Verse ten it says. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power of the kingdom of God and the authority of His Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. Day and night, huh? So, that's a tip already, guys. That is a tip. That there will come a time that the devil is going to use people, the fourth beast, the fourth kingdom, is going to persecute and accuse. It was like Goliath. Remember Goliath day and night, every day. Okay, just say every day. He was taunting, he was defying Israel, he was defying the God of Israel. Okay, and he's challenging Israel, you know, but actually he's taunting God himself. So, the the, 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 the the strategy of the devil is an old strategy. He's, he's always using the same thing from the Old Testament to the new. Only it, it uh, accelerates. It, it, uh, uh, it's more uh, advanced <laughs> because now with technology, <laughs> okay. Um, okay, um, okay, where are we? We're reading verse 11. It says, uh, concerning the brethren, concerning the Christians, they, it says they triumph over the devil. They triumph over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Meaning to say, they were accused. They were like uh, asked to deny the Lord Jesus Christ. They were asked to renounce their faith. Okay, it's like renounce Jesus, deny Jesus, or die. It's something like that. All right, or or do not preach the gospel. Okay, if you preach the gospel, you will be killed, you will be imprisoned, you will be tormented, you will be tortured. So it's something like that. But these loyal Christians, they triumph over the beast, okay, over the devil, the dragon, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Because they never gave up. They, they stood the ground. They, they, they confessed their faith that you know what Jesus did this is about the gospel who Jesus is and what he did he was a redeemer through his blood he purchased us okay his death paid the price for our sins for our forgiveness and that is why when you claim the blood of the lamb you are made righteous why righteous because somebody paid for our sins already okay okay so so they held to what they believe okay the, the, the blood of Jesus, the power of the blood of Jesus, redempt, the, the power of redemption, and by the word of their testimony, okay? 
they testify about who Jesus is, what he did, what the Lord Jesus did to them. You know, the, you know, the, the Jesus is alive. He changes their lives. He, the Lord changed their lives, uh, and they testified. You know, etc. They did not love their lives so much as to what to shrink from death. Okay, now that is kind of um, deep. No. English. Let's read in Tree of Life version. The Tree of Life version, I like this. This is kind of Jewish version. Uh, we have other Jewish version here, but let's read the Tree of Life version. It says, Revelation 12, 11 says, They overcame the devil, or him, that they overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives even in the face of death. Mean to say, their life is not set on earth, not set on this life in this realm. No, you know, they're looking for another <laughs> realm, you know, where Jesus is and was uh, the, 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 the architect, okay? Uh, they're looking for a city. Uh, there's a song by Stephen. They're looking for a city with a true foundation whose designer was, uh, and was made by God. Something like that, you know. Um, and so, uh, hallelujah. You see, okay, first, when he rebelled against God in heaven, you know, he, he, he campaigned. Okay, it was there was like an election. <laughs> no, there was no election, but he campaigned, you know, and he he got one third of the angels of heaven with him, but then they were defeated, so they were outcasted, you know, they they were ousted from heaven, and now they're on earth, and and then uh, he will be defeated again. He was defeated by the Lord Jesus Christ during uh, the, the the temptation. Um, and then he was defeated during the crucifixion. And then the devil was defeated again, will be defeated again uh, during this war in heaven. Remember, we read the verse 7. There was war in heaven. And, 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 and then he was hurled down to the earth and he was so furious. And he was after uh, the saints, the, the, the people of God. And he was defeated again, okay? The devil suffered defeat in the heavenlies. And he also suffered defeat through the saints, through the martyrs. Um, but something I want you to know about the, the, the martyrdom thing, the, the, the time, you know, the, the future or the coming persecution. Uh, this persecution is... An allowed persecution. Uh, it is a test of love. So before uh, sharing more about a te the test of love, uh, as you can see, it says they did not love their lives even in the face of death. Okay? So the way I see it is that these Christians, you know, they have uh, true love. You know, they truly love God. It's all about love. And the, the coming persecution, okay, listen to this. The coming persecution 
is 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 about love. When I say love, it's about loyalty to Christ because it's going to be the end, okay? And before the end, <laughs> uh, the world will be given a choice. And so when when there, there there's a lot of calamities and and pain and and and, and uh, disasters and you know when, when there is pain you know people choose sides okay <laughs> and so uh, people will be given that opportunity to choose sides okay uh, but here's the thing if you really love God you will survive <laughs> okay you will overcome because if you love God you will have faith your faith will be strong. I mean, I mean, if you can confess you believe in God, but if you don't love God, you know, th that's shallow. Now, here's the thing. John 15, 13 says, No one has greater love than to lay down his own life for his friends. That's the amplified version, okay? No one has greater love than to lay down his life. So, one of the fruit, of true love is that you're willing to lay down your life. You're willing to sacrifice your love for your love one. Okay? If you love someone so much, you are willing to die for that person. Okay? You're willing to be a substitute. Now, now here's the thing. Romans 5, 8 says, But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You see, this is a proof that God loved us so much. God is love. Okay? That He gave His life. Okay? He, he became our substitute instead of us paying the sins that we deserve. The, the consequences of our sins. Okay? He took that place. He became our substitute. All right? That's, that's the redemption uh, story. You know, he was sent as a man to represent man, and he became our substitute. 1 John chapter 3.16. Let me read that to you too also. <clears throat> 1 John chapter 3.16 says, This is how we know what love is. Okay. What is love? Okay. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. So we ought to do the same. Meaning to say, you know, Jesus is our model, okay? He died for us. He gave his life for us because he loved us. And it says also, we should do the same for our brothers and sisters. Now, not, this may not be literally, you know, you know, I will die for my brother uh, in the Lord, etc. You know, it does not require that. But but the thing is that, you know, if somebody hurt you, offended you, you should forgive. You know how... Okay, you choose between dying for that person or forgiving that person. Which is uh, easier? <laughs> it's easier... To forgive than to give your life. Okay, how will you, why would you give your life for somebody who offended you? <laughs> but here's the thing, friends. If the Lord commanded us to love one another, then it may also uh, um, connect. You know, it can also relate 
to the situation if we love our neighbors if we love our friends you know you know we should love them you know to the point where you know we understand that we ought to give our lives for them for their for their mistakes for offending us for for the bad thing that they do that they did if if we love them then we're willing to pay the price for them but i don't think that <laughs> that is necessary because you know what we need to do is actually forgive them forgive them okay no matter uh how deep the pain they caused us in the past the bible says forgive love okay it's easier than dying for them right so guys the standards of the lord jesus christ in scripture is so high that our standard will not you know pass that is why when we stand before god it's not going to be according to our terms the standards of the the judgment is not going to be in our term it's going to be in his terms so we have to consider what the bible says what the bible teaches what he teaches because he is the judge he is the righteous judge and and we're going to be rewarded you know by the way by the way by the way this week while i was working i uh, reviewed the the um, um i have an audio uh, of afabel you know uh, written an allegory ah what's this uh, audio what cinema, cinema. written by um, uh, john bevere allegory, allegory. yeah right uh, written by john bevere and uh, it's a good one i tell you listen to that it's it's it will uh, it's a story about the life on indel or on earth <laughs> and then to the point where you know god came and there was judgment they were judged according to how they lived their lives and how they manage how they steward the entrustments of god during their time in indel or during their time on earth it was a good one it's, it's an anointed allegory it was an anointed story that the lord uh, entrusted to john bevere our brother john bevere so anointed teacher uh, uh, from the lord so guys listen i, I believe uh, it's available in youtube um, afabel okay the title of that story of this i think five friends who uh, went to school together and they were given entrustments and then they ended up uh, in god's judgment uh, day i mean to 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 do so please listen to afabel okay afabel you can uh, connect that now um where are we so again uh, guys we no one would no one would willingly give their lives or sacrifice their life for someone they don't love okay they don't love more than themselves if you love god more than your life you will not deny him even if it will cost you your very life right 
you will not deny the Lord Jesus Christ because you love him so much, more than you love yourself. But if you love yourself more than God, then you can possibly betray him also, just like what Judas did. Okay? The future and final persecution during the reign of the fourth beast, the fourth kingdom, which is soon to come. This persecution of the saints is a test of love or a test of loyalty. That's why, again, we have a series on, less, oh, on loyalty. What is the title? Loyalty in the Bible, Bible uh, part 1 to part 8. Right? Eight part, eight part series. <laughs> okay, why, uh, why, why are we encouraging you to, to listen to our uh, eight-part series on loyalty in the Bible? Because there, there's so much definition for loyalty towards God that you cannot find in internet, in the um, dictionary. You cannot find them there because those definitions... In our series on loyalty in the Bible is found, is based in the Bible. <laughs> okay? Not based in someone's, uh, you know, personal definition. It is based on biblical principles and narratives. You can, we can learn from the people in the Bible who were loyal to God. Okay? So that is why... Uh, please, if uh, you're not familiar or you want to know what we meant by a test of love, a test of loyalty, read, uh, no, no, listen or watch our eight-part series on loyalty in the Bible. Okay? Again, it's in the description below. Okay? You can find the link in the description below. So loyalty, so meaning to say, in other words, believers who truly love God will abide. They will continue by God's grace. Uh, you see, God promised that he who began a good work in us will be what? Faithful to complete them. But remember, uh, the Lord does not take away from us the volition or the free will that he, uh, that he included when he created us, when he designed man, it uh, volition or free will was part of that uh, design or creation. Okay? That's why uh, we, we should not manipulate people or control people, you know, because they have a prerogative to, to choose for God created us with volition. Right? So, whew. all right. So, in reality today, we have many Many have betrayed the Lord for choosing wrong relationships. And that is true. You see, there are a lot of believers, you know, they're not following the teachings of Jesus, you know. Instead, they denied Jesus. They, they betrayed Jesus. They would give up their faith because the one they admired, the one that they plan to marry, believes in another God. Okay? Or believe in a polyistic God, you know, many gods and, and things like that. So if you are one of those who betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ in this life, 
uh, if you're one of those who have renounced your state of being in Christ just to be married to a person who does not belong to Christ because they, be, they don't believe that Jesus is the Christ, so therefore the religion is not, uh, does not belong to Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, So you know what I mean. If you are one of them who betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ, who renounce your faith, or you, you renounce your state of being a Christian because, because you love the girl or, or, or the man so much more than Christ, you have betrayed Christ. Okay? You must understand that on Judgment Day, no one will escape that. That's a fact. We cannot mock God, you know, <laughs> That's why I, I'm telling you, this is a serious, a serious thing. Betrayal is a serious thing. It hurts. A lot of the sins that we commit in this, in this realm are that we thought, that we think could hurt people, could hurt our friends, could hurt our family members. It's actually those things hurt God first. That's why I'm telling you what greater pain can you cause the heart of God? Can you inflict God's heart except by betraying Him? Okay? But, listen up. I have good news. I have good news for those Christians who betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ on earth right now. Those of you who have, who have renounced your faith in Christ just to please people, just to, uh, just to uh, pursue wrong relationships, wrong agendas, wrong businesses, you know, for whatever reason, you know, th th there are people who would join this group because they want to be rich. And the group denies God. The group defies the Bible. So when you join the group, you're renouncing the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Therefore, but I have good news for you. You still have time to repent. You have time to repent. Now's the time to repent. If you don't repent and the Lord will come at an hour you do not know, then that's it. You're done. Okay? So, uh, don't wait for that time when it's too late. Tomorrow may be too late. Who knows? You might die tonight. You might not wake up in the morning, uh, uh, the next day. <laughs> so, so, it's done. It's going to be forever. You're going to be tormented forever. And we don't want that. We don't want that to happen to you. That's why we're warning you. I am not in any way, uh, you know, huh? Yeah, I'm not inflicting or causing you fear. I'm not threatening you guys. I'm just telling you that this God, the real God, is holy. And He is righteous. 
We cannot mock him. We cannot justify. Oh, I did that because this and this. You know, I know that you are, that you are uh, forgiving and you, you can understand me, Lord, right? You can understand me, right? You know, listen to Afabel. Because those guys in that narrative, they did that during judgment. They just said, oh God, I thought you were a God of love and this and that. But he's a righteous God too. So listen to Afabel. It's in YouTube. Uh, Afabel written by John Bevere. Wow. Okay. Okay, guys. So you, we cannot mock God. What we saw, we will reap. That is why I am challenging you. If you have denied Jesus, if you have somehow uh, spoken words against the Lord Jesus Christ, repent while there is time for you to change your ways and your doings. Okay? Now, verse 12. We have to finish this. <laughs> verse 12 says, Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them, but woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. When the dragon that had been hurled to the earth, when, he, uh, when the dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman, Israel, who had given birth to the male child. Okay, so that is what he went to persecute the Jewish he will persecute the Jewish people 14 the woman was given two wings of a uh, wing of an eagle of an eagle so that he might fly to the place prepared I mean so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness where she would be taken care of for a time Times and half a time. I've explained this already in the two opposing kingdoms, the, the, the meaning of time. That's equivalent to uh, uh, a year. Times, okay, in, that's multiplied and, and half a time. When you say times, you double the time. Ah, uh, no, no. Time, times... I forget how to explain this. But anyway, it's three and a half years out of the serpent's reach. Okay, so that's three and a half years. Then from his mouth, the serpent spewed water like a river uh, to overtake the woman and sweep her away with a torrent. Verse 16 says, But the earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. Now, listen, guys. This is symbolic. But we know this is going to happen because the Bible said it will happen. So it will happen. The Bible is, is uh, true. God's word. It will come to pass. It has no flaws. So... But we don't know how it will play out in reality. But we know that the Lord, through an angel Michael in Daniel, if you read Daniel chapter 12, during this time, this last three and a half years, those remnant who will be uh, taken care of in the wilderness, in the desert, will be protected by, by Michael. Okay? Uh, that's Daniel chapter 12. What? Daniel 12, Revelation 12, same, same number. 
Coincidence? I don't know. Verse 17 says, Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring. The rest of her offspring? It says, Those who keep God's commands and hold fast their testimony about Jesus. Okay, again, hold fast their testimony about Jesus. So this is referring to Christians, okay, Gentile Christians. Since the devil cannot touch those Jewish people in the wilderness protected by uh, the, the archangel Michael, and now his focus, his eyes are on Christians, those who believe in Jesus, okay? Those who believe in the gospel, testimony of their testimony, Now, he is really furious. He knows that his time is near. Now, here's the thing, friends. If you're reading NIV, King James, uh, it's not complete, okay? Because in other versions, it has, okay, if you read the complete Jewish Bible, it has Revelation chapter 12, verse 18. Okay, you read Tree of Life version, it has Revelation 12.18. You read New Century version, it has Revelation 12.18. But most of what is famous or popular version uh, that we have here does not include verse 18. So let me read to you verse 18. Okay, complete Jewish Bible says, Then the dragon stood on the seashore. Now, why is this important? Because this is connected to chapter 13, which is next week. Are you excited? I hope you're excited. Ow! Next year. <laughs> next week, next year. <laughs> All right, so, Tree of Life version says, And he stood on the shore of the sea. Ver a new century version, Revelation 12, 18. And the dragon stood on the seashore. Why? And what is the meaning of the, the, the waters, the sea, seashore? And why is he there? Aha, aha, aha. Let me give you a hint. Okay, just, just a hint, okay? Then the dragon, what does it say? Verse 18, then the dragon stood on the seashore. This is to what? To call, to call, to call forth, okay? The two beasts, the two puppets that he is going to use in Revelation chapter 13, verse 1, and Revelation chapter 13, verse 11, okay? Verse 1 and verse 11, he's going to use uh, the, the beasts. There are two beasts in uh, Revelation 13. He's going to use them as his instruments of to persecute both Israel and the Gentile believers or Gentile Christians, Okay? So that is what the devil would do. That's why for me, it is very important for Christians to know this Revelation series entitled The End Game Story of God. You need to know this so that you know the story, okay? And you will not lose hope. In fact, you will be encouraged because you know that, uh, I mean, uh, certain events will must come to pass, okay? But beyond it, you know, after that, hallelujah, we will triumph in the Lord, okay? We will triumph in the Lord. So, okay? So, I know that you wanted more 
uh, elaboration, explanation on, on this, uh, uh, because this concerns uh, Gentile Christians. Uh, but I will explain more next week, because next week is uh, uh, Revelation 13, which is next year. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not saying next year it's going to happen. Uh, what I'm saying is that next year we will discuss Revelation 13. Are you excited? Oh, because you know that devil is in trouble and he, he is a failure. He was a born loser. He, he lost his, his war in heaven during the first rebellion. You know, lost his, uh, lost his uh, place in heaven. There was war in heaven and... Uh, uh, and then he lost uh, with his uh, battle with the, the saints, you know, trying this, uh, uh, the saints to renounce their faith. And then, and then guess what? He's going to persecute the saints. Okay, that will be for next week. But I want to go back because it's Christmas, okay? <laughs> Christmas, I know. Okay, Pastor, oh, Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas to all of you. Uh, no condemnation, but you know, if somebody will ask me, uh, where is that in the Bible? Well, I know Christmas is not in the Bible. It was not celebrated by the the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ because it's it's uh, you know that's not the most important thing, and we know that the pa pagans uh, practice this. Uh, you know, this uh, it was a tradition, but but it is an effective tool. To, 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 you know, uh, for, for us Christians to, you know, uh, shift their focus from Santa Claus to Jesus, <laughs> okay? Because uh, if there is a moment and a time where the world celebrates and give, you know, gifts to men, to, to relatives and family, it's these are all symbolic, you know, you know, Jesus gave his life so that he can give us a gift of salvation. You see, salvation is a gift. It's not something that you need to pay for it. You, you know, when, when you give gift, you don't need you will not tell them, hey, pay me every 15th of the month. No, no, no. It's free. So, so here's the thing. This is a, a Christmas time uh, season. It's a great time to preach the gospel, okay? Uh, and, and we see uh, in, in the malls, everywhere, even in the internet, they, they have this uh, miniature of, you know, the, the manger, and you see a baby, Jesus, little child. And, um, and that is why uh, I want to, uh, we want to sing you a song, okay? And my pastor, my spiritual dad, you know, the, the one who mentors us spiritually, uh, Bishop Wesley Ross, uh, he, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm blessed, you know, or flattered, or that he liked the song that I posted, written by, uh, uh, by Scott, Brother Scott Wesley Brown, entitled, This Little Child, okay? Because in, in, in Revelation... Uh, let's go back. Revelation 12, it says, where is this child? 
Oh, verse 5, she gave birth to a son, okay? A male child who will rule the nations with an iron scepter. Okay? And her child was notched up to God to his throne. So this child was born as king. Okay? Alright. So who is this child? The Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, you need to pledge allegiance to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because if you choose the other side... You're dead. You're sure dead. You are doomed forever. You need the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? So we want to sing to you this song by Scott Wesley Brown. Hallelujah. So this is our, our first and last practice. <laughs> I hope I can sing it correctly. But... Uh, We may not sound perfect, but, you know, to God be the glory. Just read the lyrics, and if you know the song, sing with us. And if you want to listen to the songwriter, uh, it's in my Facebook account. You know, in my page, you can see the links. I think I have three links uh, in, in my Facebook account. So, okay, let's sing it. Okay, okay, I forgot. <laughs> Who would have thought that long ago, so very far away, a little child would be born in a manger laid? And who would have thought? This little child was born the King of Kings, the Son of Just, the Carpenter, yet for whom the angels sing. Who would have thought that as he grew and with other children played, this child with whom they laugh and sang would die for them someday. And who would have thought this little child could make the blind man see? Feed the hungry, make rich the poor, and set the prisoners free. Oh, who would have thought this little child was who the prophet said would take away the sins of men and rise up from the dead and now
God Yet this world remains the same Empires have been built and fallen Only time has made a change Nation against nation Brother against brother Men so filled with hatred Killing one another And over half the world is starving While the banner of decency is torn Debating over disarmament But killing before they're born And fools who march to win the right To justify their sin and every nation that has fallen has fallen from within yet in the midst of this darkness there's a hope there's a light that burns this little child the king of kings This little child is who the prophet said, says he will return to judge this world, the living and the dead. Oh, can't you see that long ago, so very far away, that Jesus Christ, our only hope, was born the king that day can we sing the chorus one more time and I believe let's sing it all together and I comes is not gonna come as a little child but he will come as a warrior as a mighty warrior so friends 
You need to pledge allegiance to the Lord Jesus Christ while you can, okay? Because the days are coming. I mean, time flies fast. If you are not in Christ, and if you die apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, then you are doomed forever. You need to be in Christ. Come to Jesus. Okay? Come to Jesus. He is the King of Kings. So reading to you uh, Revelation chapter 12, no one, okay, it was actually pertaining to no one else but to Jesus. The child in in, in uh, Revelation chapter, uh, chapter 12, who was born, it says, uh, Revelation 12, verse 5, she gave birth to a son, a male child, who will rule the nations with an iron scepter. And her child was snatched up to God, to his throne. He is not here right now. But he said, if you believe in God, Jesus said, the King of Kings said, if you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you. And Jesus said, if I, and if I go to prepare a place for you, said, He said, I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am, there you may be also. So friends, He is coming back. And when He comes back, will He come to take you also to Himself? That's the question. So, you need to give your life to Jesus. You need to pledge allegiance to Christ. And if you have not done this, not yet, okay? Then maybe it's time for you to decide. Give your life to Jesus. Okay? Make a public confession. Recognizing that you're a sinner, you cannot save yourself, and that you want to give your life to Jesus right now, today. Today, we're giving you the chance to give your life to Jesus. Okay? So right now, if you want to give your life to Jesus, if you want to be born again, remember, Jesus said, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And in verse 7 of John chapter 3, verse 7, he said, do not be surprised at my saying, if I tell you, you must be born again. Read it. John chapter 3 verse 7. Again, John chapter 3 verse 7. Jesus said, Do not marvel if I tell you, you must be born again. If the Savior said, you must be born again, it's not a suggestion, friends. You must be born again. It's not through religion that you will be saved. No. Give me a scripture in the Bible that says, through religion you will be saved. There's none. In fact, the Bible says, re re religion is worthless. If you're not doing it, religion is worthless. Because religion is all about good works. But your good works will not save you. Because who will save you? Jesus. Salvation is through a person. Not through institutions. Not through religious affiliations. No. It's not in the Bible. That's not in the Bible. 
you need to be related to Christ. You need to come under the Lordship of Christ so that you will be a benefactor. You can benefit from what Jesus did in the cross. So you can receive forgiveness. You can receive salvation when you surrender your life to Jesus. So will you surrender your life to Jesus today, friends? Will you? Please do surrender your life to Jesus because you need Him. He is the Savior. He said, Unless a man be born again, you must be born again. Re born again is not a religion. It is the state of being in Christ. So right now, right now, if you want to give your life to Jesus because you've never done this, it's time. Pray after me. As I pray, or you can read the descriptions or that you, you can see in the screen, Pray from your heart. Okay, say, if you want to be born again, say this in prayer. Say, Father in heaven. You can say it aloud. Say, Father in heaven. I pray in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. And by the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe that Jesus died in the cross. To pay for my sins and that he rose from the dead on the third day I confess that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself forgive my sins and cleanse me with the blood of Jesus today I entrust my life to Jesus as my personal Lord and only Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So friends, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for praying that prayer. And if you prayed that prayer from your heart, welcome to the family of God. This is just the beginning. Okay, hallelujah. <laughs> and uh, the Bible says, because you believe, uh, because they believe the moment they believe the Spirit of God okay was given to them as a deposit guaranteeing their salvation so I believe for those of you who have prayed that prayer you confessed your sins and that you cannot save yourself Jesus is your Savior Jesus is our Savior now you felt a different there's a different feeling inside you you feel like you're, you're renewed you know <laughs> so something was lifted from you and Hallelujah. That's the presence of God. But this is the initial thing. What do you mean by initial thing? Because this is the beginning of your journey. This is, you know, you have to continue your walk in Christ. Colossians chapter 2 verse 8 says, Now that you have received or believed or accepted the Lord Jesus as your Christ. Okay. He said, continue to walk in him so meaning to say we have to press on we have to keep believing until he comes okay so persevere friends we may go through some trials of many kinds but listen the first thing i want i want to encourage you to do is read the bible okay buy some uh, bible and and start reading okay uh, you can start with uh, Matthew, okay, uh, John, okay, Book of John. Uh, start reading, 
because that is what you need. This, this is the spiritual food, food for our soul. Now that you are born again, you're, you're like a baby, okay? In the spirit, that's why you need food and you need to read the Bible. So, okay, start reading the Bible. And number two, look for a church, a Bible-believing church so that, you know, you will have friends, people whom you can fellowship with and they can, you know, walk alongside you as you grow in the Lord and bear fruit, okay? So, once again, read the Bible, okay? Read the Bible, send us a message if you're, you have questions and at the same time, look for a Bible-believing church because not all churches are Bible-believing, okay? Look for a church who believes that the final authority is the Bible, okay? So God bless you all. Thank you so much. Let's close in prayer. Oh, Yeshua HaMashiach, you are the King of Kings. We believe in you and we declare that there's no one like you, Lord, and you're coming back and you are going to judge the world and you're going to restore, you're going to build your kingdom, an everlasting kingdom, and we're waiting for that day. And Lord, we pray that you would fast forward the events in this world so that, Lord, Maranatha, we want to see you come. Come, Lord Jesus. Because there's no better place, there's no, there's none to compare the glory, the bliss, the righteousness, the the joy that we have, the completeness that is only found in you, my Lord Jesus, Yeshua Mashiach. Come, Lord Jesus, come. And so, Father, we declare your glory. Let your kingdom come, your will be done. So I pray for those who have given their lives today. Lord, we pray that, Lord, and we declare and we believe you are faithful towards them that you are going to cause them to persevere till the end. Lord, salamat. Salamat kay sa tanan, tanan ginoo. Thank you for your anointing. And now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace both now and forevermore. And all of God's people say, Amen and Amen. See that? <laughs> Thank you very much. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for joining us today. Ah, next year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. So we love you. And, and uh, if there's a voice, the most important voice that we need to take heed, is the voice of the Holy Spirit. There's so many voices in the world right now. But I hope that you would, you know, focus your 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 ears, your heart, your mind on his voice. Because remember the fourth kingdom, the fourth beast is a kingdom of deceit. And many will be deceived. And we don't want you to be deceived. We don't want you to be ignorant. That's why we're talking about revelation so friends listen to the voice of the spirit be open to the voice of the holy spirit always okay so god bless you again see you and bye 
That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davo on Facebook where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo. God bless.